Hey, everybody. Happy Monday. It's an Ask Me Anything episode. We receive your questions, and we go through the Whatever podcast from a different perspective. I think you'll enjoy it. We talk about the border. We talk about Speaker Johnson. We talk about Josh Hawley. Action-packed Ask Me Anything episode. I love taking your questions. Email us, freedom at charliekirk.com. Get involved at Turning Point USA at tpusa.com. That's tpusa.com. Become a member. It's members.charliekirk.com. That's members.charliekirk.com. Buckle up, everybody. Here we go. Charlie, what you've done is incredible here. Maybe Charlie Kirk is on the college campus. I want you to know we are lucky to have Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk's running the White House, folks. I want to thank Charlie. He's an incredible guy. His spirit, his love of this country. He's done an amazing job building one of the most powerful youth organizations ever created, Turning Point USA. We will not embrace the ideas that have destroyed countries, destroyed lives, and we are going to fight for freedom on campuses across the country. That's why we are here. Noble Gold Investments is the official gold sponsor of The Charlie Kirk Show a company that specializes in gold IRAs and physical delivery of precious metals. Learn how you could protect your wealth with Noble Gold Investments at noblegoldinvestments.com. That is noblegoldinvestments.com. It's where I buy all of my gold. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com. Okay, let's get to the first question here. Charlie, I saw you on some sort of a podcast with a bunch of women. What on earth is this show? It seems bizarre and scripted. Thanks so much. Okay, it is bizarre, but it's not scripted. So I I do want to spend some time on this. We received tons of emails on it and uh, overwhelmingly positive. I don't think I received any negative, except some people said that uh, I I could have gone um, a little bit harder, which I don't don't agree with. So tons of emails on the the whatever podcast. So here's how it works. So there's this show that's based out of Isla Vista. See, Andrew, I didn't say Santa Barbara. When, if, I, if I say Santa Barbara, Andrew gets very upset. It's adjacent to Santa Barbara. It's near Santa Barbara. It's in Isla Vista. Uh, Isla Vista, Blake, what, what, what's a good uh, town I could compare Isla Vista to? <laughs> Blake says Gamora. Uh, Tempe, Arizona. These are similar types uh, of Sodom. Yeah, it's not exactly... Not exactly a, a great spot. So anyway, this is a show, and it's, it's very popular on the internet, especially the clips. It goes for seven hours, and it's by a male host. And there are anywhere between six to nine female guests. And the guests vary from political operatives to OnlyFans girls. If you don't know what OnlyFans is... It is a service where young ladies sell pictures of themselves or access of pictures of themselves for a monthly subscription. It's very popular. A lot of young women do it, and it's it's an awful trend. It's really disgusting. And then there are people that are outright involved in the performance and the production of pornography. So you sit around the table, and it's supposed to be a dating podcast, and I'm almost, almost every single one of you have seen clips of it, whether you know it or not, because it's been one of those viral podcasts in 2023, and it goes on and on and on and on, and it's, I'm blown away by just how many people actually watch the clips of it. And I'm the only conservative there, and definitely the only traditionalist there, and you just have, it's kind of this nonstop firing squad. And I thought it was actually a really respectful conversation. I did leave sad, very sad. These are broken people. And the feedback I've received from people is, you know, Charlie, I, I liked your approach and you seem to be really calm. And, and yeah, I just, 
what am I going to go scold these people? I mean, I wanted to try to hear what they had to say, show them that there is a better and a different life for them, and maybe win them over. And I don't know if I did or not. I don't know if I was successful in that regard. But they're certainly struggling from an existential despair. You're not the young lady next to me, who I had no, by the way, I had no idea. The young lady next to me, I thought was the progressive activist. And she looks like she's like 14. I don't say that negatively. She's just a young looking girl. Turns out she's the like the award winning champion. She's like the Super Bowl champion of pornography or something. And she's literally there for the porn awards or something. I'm not kidding. That's why she was in town. And I mean, these people are suffering. They're suffering from an existential despair and they're involved in the active production of selling their bodies and allowing things being done to their bodies and selling the video of them. And it's it's a very tragic thing. And it's a trend that unfortunately is continuing. I'm going to play some pieces of tape here from it. And it's gone very, very viral, as you would probably imagine, millions and millions of views. And I think it's only picking up because it gains more, st- gains more steam as things go on. I'm trying to find the, the clips here. So let's do this one here, 126. I, this was a, a message I tried to land at the end. Play cut 126, please. I have sympathy for you. I do. You're trying to cope with the suppression of your soul. And filming yourself having sex with other men and filming it is not the highest and best use of the talents that God gave you. It's not. And that is a talent God gave me. <laughs> well, it's not the highest and best use, and it's not a talent, because as I said, in my belief, it is, should, that should be saved in a sacred domain. We're not going to agree on that. But I hope, uh, I hope you change course. I think you'll be happier and more joyful, and I pray you don't have to suffer too much to realize that. Well, in my belief, this is my most happy and joyful. How do you respond to that? How do you respond to that? You have a 19 or 20-year-old who's putting herself out online having sex with limitless amounts of men saying that well in my belief it is my happiest and i mean okay you have you have free agency you have free will what does what i wanted to make clear though is because it's not about her right it's about the millions of other young women that might be influenced by what she's saying so if i was able to influence the other millions of people watching that this is a pattern of self-destruction and existential despair then that's an accomplishment i don't think i got through to molly and i'm praying for molly that's not sarcastic i don't think I think that there is some sort of um, inner turmoil. And in fact, we kind of flushed this out. She doesn't have a good relationship with her father. And it is a it is a fact that a lot of people that are in kind of that e-girl space, in the OnlyFans space, that get into the production of adult or whatever you want to call it. I don't even like the term adult because it's a watered-down word. It's, it's degenerate pornography. They're trying to get the attention and try to get the love of a man that they never got from their father. Play cut 65. If you could be with your boyfriend currently and I waved a magic wand and I said, you can make a million dollars a year and never do porn again. Would you? No. Okay. He's used the wand. You can make a a million dollars a year. You don't have to do, uh, you know, the adult content. Well, the thing is I wouldn't have to do it. That would be great, but I would still want to do it. I'm, I mean, personally, like I'm an exhibitionist. I love like putting my sexual self out there for other people to see, for other people to like, you know, touch themselves to have fun with. I love, can I ask you a, a question since you're about presenting yourself to the world? Do you have a good relationship with your father? Okay, here we go. No, I don't talk to him. I'm not surprised. Yeah. It will be hard to do this. I I do plan to return to the show, and I'm sure there'll be different guests. But I have a wish. 
for and Brian, is that his name? Brian, who hosts it, who, by the way, credit to him, he sits there for seven hours. And they're very keen to have me back. They said, you can come back anytime. I would love to sit with that same group of young ladies one year from now, five years from now, and 10 years from now. I think it would be fascinating. I think, and I, I'm not here to do gotcha. I would, I would do it privately. I would do it without cameras, just as a sociological experiment. How are you doing? How are you thinking about life? Are you still enjoying putting your naked body online? Are you still as happy and joyful as you said you were? I would be fascinated by it. Have you reconsidered anything? Is there anything that, did you hit rock bottom in any certain way? I would be fascinated to kind of, almost the same way that you kind of track people through a study. Blake, what do they call those? There's lots of studies like that where they track people over like multiple decades of how they do. Are you really true happy? How are your relationships? Thank you. Longitudinal study. That's exactly right. I think it would be fascinating for the whatever girls to go through a longitudinal study and just kind of chart it. How's your relationship stability? Do you still want to have kids? Are you going to have kids? Are you struggling with substance abuse? Do you feel need, want, or deserve? Do you have the existential despair thing solved? I think it would be fascinating. I think it would absolutely be fascinating. And I say that as someone who is curious about humanity as a species. And so my hope is that the, the young ladies there aside, because I don't know if I got through, I, I, I don't know, is that the millions of people that have watched the clips of that can maybe think differently. Maybe there's a better life. Maybe getting married and having kids is the right path for you. You have free will, you have agency. And maybe just the current culture might be emptier than advertised. As we've all seen over the past few years, the amount of heavy metals, microplastics, and other toxins we are all exposed to has only increased. These are important world issues we must continue to discuss. And since you know that I take my health seriously, I only stand by the best. One company that is aware of these global challenges and that I proudly support is Ascent Nutrition, which has unique health products meant for these times. One I've been using is their pine pollen tincture which contains 200 nutrients and important components like glutathione and DHEA. Glutathione is known for healthy detoxification and immune support, while DHEA is known as the happiness hormone and supports mood and brain health. Pine pollen is also nature's highest source of special phytohormones, which support hormone function, libido, and adrenal health. I love it because you could truly feel the benefits, and since I am now telling everyone about it, they expect to sell out fast. Before they sell out, click the link in the description below and use the code Kirk to save 10% on your pine pollen tincture and all other products. All right, I want to play another piece, a couple pieces of tape here about this. I asked about political commentary. The, the way this came up was a little bit backwards. Let's go to cut 89. Do you think public political commentary is morally on the same plane as filming yourself having sex? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think people, if anything, it could sometimes be worse depending on what the person is talking about. Yeah. You know? I agree. Oh, worse. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think politics is definitely heavier than porn. You think politics yeah. does more damage than porn? Uh, for the actual yes, life, like the world, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Her having sex time. with other men is not disrupting the world. Well, not just sex, but fil- filming it in December. I think yeah, it actually helps the, the world into because shambles. it gives the men a release of yes. their semen that they can control <laughs> stuff. 
them, so they go jerk off to me. Oh. The lonely boys, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're helping them. So. Also, I feel like it's their choice to watch. We'll play another piece of tape here from the conversation. Let's play cut 69. What is liberty? Liberty is a concept that has been hotly debated by many political theorists, scientists, philosophers. But liberty is one having the autonomy and self-determination to be able to make as many free and fair choices in their life and society as possible. Fair. And so if liberty hurts somebody else, is it still liberty? No, because okay. now you're infringing upon other people's so liberty. We have clar- so it comes in Once contact <laughs> with other people's rights all the time. So we have clarity but not agreement. I view abortion by being a violation of the liberty principle because there's a victim. You don't view it that way. So we have reasonable disagreement. Fundamental disagreement, yes. Yes, we have reasonable disagreement, but there's obviously a victim, right? There's a baby that needs to be scraped aside, cast and put into a trash can. That is a victim. Therefore, it's the violation of, a, of the liberty principle that you articulated. One more. Let's go to this one. Are you... Satisfied with the status of American men. Play cut 68. How many of you are thrilled with the status of American men? You think that they're strong and confident and they tell the truth? I love an American man as an Irish girl. Okay, well then, you're the exception. They're all horrible. The Americans are silent. Okay, but hold on. And I'm not going to say it's only because of porn, because that would not be fair. But porn consumption does not make better men. We can't stand the state of men. And yet there's nothing wrong with widespread proliferation of porn. Which one is it exactly? All right, let's get to some more questions here. Changing topics. Lots of questions. Email is freedom at charliekirk.com. Let's go to this one here. Charlie, what is going on with this British recruitment video? I saw it on your Instagram. It went viral. Can you tell us about it? Yes, let's play cut 42, please. Okay, so that is uh, that has gone completely viral. That is the United Kingdom, where in this recruitment video, uh, an individual is praying in Arabic, as if you need another reminder that the entire West has been taken over, or is being taken over in real time. What a, what a message to the Royal Air Force and to the great, amazing patriots that fought in World War II. This is just one example of many. And by the way, would they have a recruitment video? in the West, of somebody praying a Christian prayer? Do you think so? The United Kingdom has changed fundamentally. Changed fundamentally from mass migration. And that's why I believe the 2024 election is going to be about mass migration and cheap money. Four words. Mass migration and cheap money. Cheap money is what gives you inflation, gives you these raging deficits, gives you massive amounts of economic discord, and then migration, the non-stop flow of foreigners into your country. Okay, Kirk fans, I need you to stop and pay attention to this. If you deal with exhaustion, brain fog, mood swings, or food cravings, if you're constantly getting sick or simply lack the zeal you used to have in life, then I have some news for you. A while back, I found a liquid supplement called Strong Cell. 
and it changed my health in a very profound way. I take it every single day. Look, I knew I had to partner with them. I did the research, Google, and look up online what happens when you mix NADH with CoQ10 and marine collagen. It's simple. Every area of your body has cells. So if your cells are healthier, then you will also be healthier. You don't have to take my word for it. Listen to one of these testimonials. After taking strong cell for six weeks, I found improvement in many areas, less shoulder pain, improved mental clarity, increased natural energy, and so much more. I'm thankful that Charlie Kirk recommended this to his listeners. Rebecca says, I absolutely love strong cell. At first, I didn't think it would make much of a difference for my chronic fatigue, depression, and anxiety, but I thought I'd give it a chance. I've tried to find depression meds for 10 years, and since you strong cell, I'm feeling better than I ever have on depression medication. Customer for life. Thank you, Charlie Kirk, for recommending this product. So there it is. You've heard from me directly and some of the users who have seen their lives changed by strong cell. I personally recommend taking it every day for at least 30 days. I take it every day before I go on the air, and it's helped me in more ways than I can even name. Each of our bodies is very different, so I would recommend you give the supplement at least two to three months to see the changes in your body. Go to strongcell.com and learn more for yourself. That's strongcell.com forward slash Charlie. And don't forget to use discount code Charlie at checkout to get your special 20% discount for Kirk listeners. Or you can call 888-596-0155 to order over the phone. That is 888-596-0155 or visit strongcell.com forward slash Charlie. Someone just emailed us, freedom at charliekirk.com. Hey, Charlie, can you uh, tell us more about what happened in Vegas? I caught some of the shows. Uh, go through some of the big wins. Yes, there's a really interesting uh, new article from Semaphore, uh, semaphore.com. It's uh, syndicated on Yahoo News. And I think it's largely helpful. I mean, there, it, there's some you know left-wing stuff in there, but it's fine. And let's go to this, uh, this quote here. He says, Charlie Kirk's Turning Point USA started as an effort to supercharge conservative outreach to young people. But the Vegas conference is a reminder of how vastly it's king-making ambitions, I don't know about that, within the Republican Party have grown. The fact that Kirk and Turning Point stable of podcasters have become some of the MAGA movement's premier podcasting shock jocks okay, has, if anything, appeared to help that effort, building its credibility among the GOP base. At the moment, the RNC is shedding its own. Look, we just want wins, and we want a Republican Party that reflects its voters. It's not that crazy. We just want to win. I know that's uh, there's a lot of words to say that. We just want to win. We just want to win. Let's remind you of this wonderful montage from the Restoring National Confidence event that has gone totally viral. Tons of media coverage. Play Cut 52. I'm here because I've been to an RNC training. It is nothing like what they did at Turning Point. They're giving us actionable things to actually do and win, which... The RNC is not interested in doing for some reason. I am the chairman of the Forsyth County, Georgia Republican Party, and I am here because we have been lacking on tools and support from the RNC from a national level down to the county level. We have people that are ready to get involved. They want to go to work. They just need to know what to do. And so this has been a great opportunity for us to network with people and learn and, and just really fill up our toolbox with things we can take back home and get out the boat. My name is Will Donahue. I'm the president of the the National College Republicans, and we're here to support Turning Point and their ballot-chasing initiative. we got students all over the country. We were just in Iowa. We were just in New Hampshire. And we're here to help support Turning Point action, help win the next election. Thank you to Turning Point. I've learned more in one day than I have in two years what, as what, what, Okay, what are, the, what, what are two or three things you learned that you, you oh uh, my didn't gosh. know before? So, so they have, the Turning Point data people have 
dug down to precinct level, six precincts of mine that had target voters that were likely voters in 2016, 2020 that did not vote, and they're Republicans, down to 25,000 voters. I can hit those six precincts now with my walk list. I've never gotten that dug down from the RPOF or the RNC. Turning Point has done it. I'm taking it home to my people, my precinct captains, and going out and doing this now. 25,000 votes. That's amazing. Huge. That's huge. 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 So thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Charlie Kirk. Thank you, Steve, for everything you do. I don't expect a fair shake from the media, but those clips were not covered. They're trying to make it seem as if we were overly rabble-rousing. We were very calm, very cool. If you look at any of our broadcasting, any of that, I just wish that it would have been more coverage on the actual help, the actual help that we gave the grassroots. This wasn't just a rally. No, it was about equipping the grassroots with the technology, with the training, with the sophistication, with the battle plan that we can have moving forward. We have to win. To put it differently, we want two things. We want wins and a Republican Party that reflects its voters. Heck, one of those would be good. I mean, if the Republican Party reflected their voters and lost, we can deal with that. It's not ideal. If the Republican Party won and hated its voters, that would not be ideal, but we could deal with that. But to have an RNC that hates its voters and loses, that is a lethal combination. So the success coming out of Vegas just continues. And we've been, we had over, I think it was 60 members of the RNC, 50 or 60 members of the RNC that attended. And that number is growing, by the way. The RNC used to be, there used to be like 20 or 30 rabble rousers. Now there are 50 or 60 of people that are really trying to change the RNC DNA from within. The RNC posted the worst fundraising result adjusted for inflation in 30 years. The worst in 30 years. Completely unacceptable. It's horrifying, actually. We want to go win in 2024. We are 10 months out from an election. We're in February now of 2024. June's going to be here before you know it. And we have the worst fundraising year on record since 1993. And now you have... The RNC bringing out a line of credit and collateralizing the donor private information of people that gave when Trump was president via the RNC. You have terrible fundraising and cash all going to legal fees, office expenses, consultants, flower arrangements, limousines. The story of the 2024 election, and this is going to be, we are, we are trending to lose unless we can fix this. We're going to test if you can win an election with no money. It'd be pretty amazing if you can. Would mean we can finally fire a lot of useless people, by the way. If you can win without money, then there's, we're just going to totally reinvent politics. We're on pace to get outspent 10, 15, 20 to 1, minimum. The money has completely evaporated on the right. Completely evaporated. Largely because Republican donors don't like what the RNC is selling. They don't like what the RNC is pushing. They don't trust them. There's no transparency. There's no metrics that are put forward. So Vegas was a huge success. The media is still writing up about it and uh, lots of stories being published. <laughs> Charlie Kirk's strategy, fight every culture war, win, win every election. I haven't fought every culture war, but point received. Okay, let's get to another one here. Uh, someone emails freedom at charliekirk.com. Uh, they've emailed us, Charlie, what are your thoughts on the social media hearing? I heard Josh Hawley on your show, I wish uh, we would have gone deeper into it. Um, can you play more pieces of tape? Love the show. Subscribe to the podcast. Yes, I want to play this longer clip. This is Josh Hawley quoting Zuckerberg's own study. 
These social media companies are doing serious and material damage to the next generation. There is a direct causal link between staring at the supercomputer in your right-hand pocket and scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. There's a terrific... 75% of this documentary is excellent. It's called The Social Dilemma by Tristan Harris. It's really great. The last 25% is really terrible. It's like, we need t- social media regulation because the country is becoming too right-wing and we can't fight climate change. Like, whoa, hold on a second. But the first 75% is excellent. It talks about how the algorithm works, how it manipulates your kids, how teams of neuroscientists are employed by these social media companies to try to play games with your kids' brains how the, the inventors and the makers of these applications don't even allow their kids to use the very apps that they're pushing on you and your children. Let's play cut 53. Did I hear you say in your opening statement that there's no link between mental health and social media use? Senator, what I said is I think it's important to look at the science. I know it's people widely talk about this as if that is something that's already been proven. And I think that the bulk of the scientific evidence does not support that. Well, really, let let me just remind you of some of the science from your own company. Instagram studied the effect of your platform on teenagers. Let me just read you some quotes from the Wall Street Journal's report on this. Company researchers found that Instagram is harmful for a sizable percentage of teenagers, most notably teenage girls. Here's a quote from your own study. Quote, we make body image issues worse for one in three teen girls. Here's another quote. Teens blamed Instagram. This is your study for increases in the rate of anxiety and depression. This reaction was unprompted and consistent across all groups. That's your study. Senator Hawley did amazing. Zuckerberg sounds like Dr. Fauci there. Oh, well, you know, the science is settled. It's it's all fine. No. So the other question that should have been asked of Mr. Zuckerberg is you have a chart of suicide body image issues for young ladies that skyrocketed in 2014, circle 2014, and say, hey, Zuck- uh, Mr. Zuckerberg, how else would you explain the near hockey stick increase as soon as smartphones were mass distributed? I'm open for any suggestions or recommendations. What would it be? And I can tell you from personal experience, I graduated high school in 2012. Almost no one had iPhones. And by 2014-15, iPhones were everywhere. iPhones were super rare in 2010, 11, and 12 especially for young people. When I was in high school, it was, it was very, very hard to find an iPhone. The biggest bump came right after I graduated high school. So when I was in high school, it was, the, the iPhone wasn't even considered to be that good of technology. The BlackBerry was actually a better and more desirable phone back in 2008, 2009, 2010. When I was in high school, it was such a great time to grow up, by the way. I, I feel so sad for these kids to grow up without... To grow up in a t- I'm so thankful I grew up in a time without phones everywhere. It was a better life. It was a better life. It was a better country. We were more pleasant to one another. We were a happier country. Of course, there were downsides. Sometimes you had to go to the... Fr- I remember being in high school. I didn't have a cell phone. And I'd have to go walk to the office. Be like, I have to call home. And they have like a big switchboard thing. And you just call your mom, call your dad. You know, you know, communicate a message. That was it. Thanks. If they needed to get in touch with you, there was some sort of emergency. They call the front office. You were unreachable. We survived. We were happy. I'll never. For, I, I I wish that they were still video when I went to high school. This is like ten years ago. It was nothing. There was no one like texting underneath the table. It's just everyone was just drawing or doing whatever. No phones. We should get back to that. It's a better country. 
it's a better way of living, especially for especially for developing brains, especially for teenagers. Parents need to step up. You could talk about all the laws and all this stuff. There needs to be a parent-led awareness movement, the same way that there was a parent-led awareness movement to stigmatize tobacco, to try to get kids not to smoke. There has to be a parent-led awareness movement to say, no more smartphones. you got to wake up. you got to take these phones away. Your kids don't need them. And by the way, you're neurotic, too. If you think that you need to have a phone that you can text your kid at all times, oh, my goodness, I must stay in touch with my kid all throughout the day. No, you don't, actually. That's like a new phenomenon. It's completely unnecessary. It's a creation of the modern neurosis that is infecting America. You do not need that. You don't. You might think you do. Oh, my goodness, how will I know to reach my kid? Figure it out. I grew up in a country without it, and it was a better place to grow up. Hey, everybody, Charlie Kirk here. What an unbelievable start to 2024. We had last month saving babies with preborn by providing ultrasounds. And we're doing again this year what we did last year. We're going to stand for life because remaining silent in the face of the most radically pro-death administration is not an option. As Sir Edmund Burke said, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. And we're not going to do nothing. Your gift to preborn will give a girl the truth about what's happening in her body so that she can make the right choice. $280 can save 10 babies. $28 a month can save a baby a month all year long. And a $15,000 gift will provide a complete ultrasound machine that will save thousands of babies for years and years to come. And will also save moms from a lifetime of pain and regret. Call 833-850-2229. That's 833-850-2229. Or click on the preborn banner at charliekirk.com. That is charliekirk.com and click on the preborn banner. Also save moms from a lifetime of pain and regret. I'm a donor of this organization. They're terrific. Go to charliekirk.com, click on the preborn banner. I want to get to a piece of tape here. As I've mentioned, I had a good conversation with Mike Johnson a couple weeks ago. Not thrilled with how he's doing things, but you got to play with the team that you have. And I'm trying to put all that aside. I'm trying to say, okay, you're going to fight on the border. He's saying the right things. These are two pieces of tape here I want to highlight. I want to be fair. And again, I have a lot of respect for Speaker Johnson for calling me. He didn't have to do that. Play cut 105. This border deal, which is the crux of our issues in America right now. It's the biggest crisis that we face. I've been in 15 states since I've been the uh, Speaker of the House for the last 100 days. Everywhere I go, whether it's out west, Midwest, East Coast, Long Island, Deep South, everybody says the same thing. We can't continue this. This is not a sustainable thing. I cannot understand why President Biden would not use his existing executive authority that he has right now to stop this. He won't. Yeah, instead he said things like, give me the power. Give me, oh, this, give me, give me a that. Yeah. He, he knows that he has the authority. We've documented it for him. I've read to him the law myself to the president, read him the provisions of the law and said, Mr. President, please take action. He's doing great. I got to give Speaker Johnson a good grade in that interview. Sounds reasonable, measured, good rhetoric. Now here's where it's going to go. We're, we're heading for a shutdown. My advice to Speaker Johnson remains the same. You have to, you have to prep for impact. You have to say, look, we're headed, for a, we're headed for a shutdown. And if there's ever a time to shut it down, it's over the border. Chuck Schumer has this fake border deal. Now, you have to have some sort of an escape plan if you're going to shut it down. What does success look like? What does success look like? And the problem with D.C. is they put too many things into one bucket. So let's just start with one element of it. you got to start with one. Let's do 10 piecemeal bills. You don't have to do this big supplemental. They like putting all this nonsense in, and they say, well, there's more good than bad. It's just it's so unhealthy. Be the leader, Speaker Johnson. That's a great interview. When there's a crisis and when there's a disagreement, when there's a debate, the more reasonable person wins. 
Speaker Johnson looks far more reasonable than Joe Biden. He's got to play offense. He has to prep for the narrative. He should go on a nonstop media tour. He should go one, two, three. What are the three deliverables? Number one, we want anyone with a felony or a DUI deported immediately. That's number one. It's a very reasonable ask. The DUI thing, by the way, is hot as a pistol. The DUI thing is very unpopular with independents. It's incredibly unpopular with Republicans, and Democrats just voted against it. That's number one. So say anyone with a DUI, we want to deport immediately and felony. It's excellent. Number two, we just got to completely seal the border. No new people. End of story. End of program. Number three, we need more funding immediately for Border Patrol, DHS. One, two, three. Say until we get those three things, we're not doing work visas. We're not doing, we're not doing any of that stuff. You have to have a reasonable packaged counter or else they're going to just frame it as you're the shutdown artist, you're the no guy. And yes, we don't want the Senate bill. Then counter with your own. It's not going to be HR2, okay? HR2 is great. That's, unfortunately, you can't even get your own conference to pass HR2 anymore. We've learned and they've admitted and they've acknowledged in this negotiation process they can actually close the border. Seize on that. Capitalize on that. Speaker Johnson, you have a gift that, honestly, other speakers didn't have. You're better on TV than Paul Ryan. That was a great interview. Smooth. It looked great. Handle it. Good vocabulary. Looked right, reasonable. Let's get you out there more. Let's play offense with that. Very polished, very reasonable. Wins over suburban-type independent swing voters. Fine. I wish you were tougher on a lot of things, but let's use the advantage that we have. So you have to have three ask. One, two, three. We're going to close the border. We're going to fund Border Patrol. And deportations have to be on the table. Play offense on the DUI deportation issue. It is an 80-20 issue. 80% of Americans think it's insane that if you kill somebody in a DUI, you don't get deported. They just, they, they, they cannot even comprehend it. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. Email us as always, freedom at charliekirk.com. Thanks so much for listening and God bless. For more on many of these stories and news you can trust, go to charliekirk.com.